0: hi welcome to the perfect blend i'm candy and i'm Shelley, and we are glad you are joining us today for our tea and book discussion
1: hello everyone welcome back to the perfect blend and i am so happy to
0: be here with you guys and working on our second part of our deep dive into fairy tale by stephen king
1: i know it's very exciting this is such a great story just a quick recap we talked about part one we stopped this from the first chapter to the christopher polly spilled gold not so nice preparations is where we stopped and now we're going to pick up this is the part where charlie is goes to impus the the kingdom of impus he's going down the well in back of Mr. Bowditch's yard. He's taking radar with him. And we haven't talked about why this was so important. Radar, really the heart of our story, I think. I think so too. Is aging at a fast pace. And Charlie has been doing what he can to help ease her. Mr. Bowditch told him about in this other world, there is a sundial. And if you go backwards on that sundial it makes you younger and vice versa yeah and so his goal is to save radar he loves her so much and he wants to take care of her and he wants he wants to extend her life so his goal is to get to this sundial and reverse radar's age what does that remind you of of course
0: (gasps) something wicked this way comes so that book plays prominently in this story, not only with that motif, but it was one of uh, the books that Boditch had on his nightstand and one of the first ones that Charlie read that was one of Boditch's books. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we and so Stephen King is also giving some of us giving us some of his early influences because he lets us know in other books and in his own interviews that this was one of his, defining stories in his childhood that made him want to write along with H.P. Lovecraft, who is his mythos characters of Cthulhu are in this underworld part as well. The under yes. underworld. Right. Yes. So he gets to play the part. I think that's great. Like he gets I think Stephen King gets to enjoy and relive some of those amazing parts of story and fairy tale and horror fantasy again in this story you know he asked
1: himself what could you write about that would make you happy Hmm. and he's putting all of these things together in the story before we begin what tea did you choose did you choose something different than part one sort of well it
0: was an. it's another packet (laughs) uh, but i am but you know what i said their name wrong it's it's Fiesta, like Fiesta, but with a T. Oh, okay. That's how you say it. This is Blueberry Wild Child, and mm. it's an Eternity tea.
1: <gasps> Are you kidding me? It that says is, it's, isn't that cute? That's perfect. Yeah. And look at the color. <laughs> oh, it's a beautiful. It's a purpley red. That? A purple, yeah,
0: purply red. It's hard to see it over there, but it's. It looks like it kind of looks like strawberry Kool Aid, but. <laughs> That's what it looks like. Mm, but it has apple and I taste that the strongest elderberries, hibiscus, pomegranate and blueberries and cornflowers. So that's pretty
1: good. I like well, it. That's an and antioxidant spice. tea. Oh, wait a
0: second. I Can you see my cup? You can barely see my cup.
1: <laughs> it's Lord of the Rings. It's my Lord of the Rings cup. <laughs> Talk about a hero's journey. That's right. It's my hero
0: <laughs> journey cup. Um, I love it. And this cup it says it right here was made in 2001 so you know it's 22 years old yes it's the only one i have left of the four that i had at
1: one time i am still drinking my purple basil butterfly pea and lemon tea and i just i poured the whole teapot into a pitcher put a little sugar and i've been drinking it on ice And it is even better, I would say, than the hot tea. I mean, the hot tea was really good, but Mm -hmm. this is really, really good. And it's just this beautiful, when you look at it one way, it's blue. When you look at it another way, it's purple. It's just, it's a gorgeous tea.
0: It is. It's really cool looking. And I will tell you, the difference between a hot tea and a cold tea, to me, Different flavors will come out once you chill it, you know, Mm -hmm. so it definitely, it definitely affects the flavor. And so if you like a
1: a good hot tea, put it on ice and see what else happens. I was very pleasantly surprised and I am thoroughly enjoying it. This is something I think that I'm going to have throughout the summer.
0: We both want to thank you for giving us a listen. We would love it if you would leave comments or book suggestions and leave a
1: five-star review on Apple or Spotify if you enjoy your time with us. Yes, that would be wonderful because we would like to hear what books you want to hear about and what teas we pair them with. We are back at, we are back at Century's Rest. I love that
0: name. And we have Mr. Bowditch who has left everything to Charlie and Charlie is in charge of, he has found this Stairway, not to heaven, but a stairway to Impus, which goes down, down, down under the ground. And as they go down, they go through like, feels like they're going through a warm hole. They talk about how the mood change, how they're feeling and their balance, and they kind of feel swishy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Charlie talks about it, Bodice talks about it, and later on, um, Charlie's dad talks about it.
1: It's kind of like the time travel where you, you know, that warp sensation Mm -hmm. where there it's whatever your particles are dissolving and reconnecting (laughs) through this little portal. (laughs) We can can call it that. Or whatever. Yeah. And then he's in this place and it's like a fairy tale.
0: Mm -hmm. So he, with this time he comes with radar he has already come down a little bit and met everybody or met
1: um, Lady Dorothy. I, yep. I just love Dora. She was, I guess, the woman who lived in a shoe because she repairs shoes. I just thought she was the sweetest, sweetest character. She is the
0: sweetest character. She is, she is the embodiment of true generosity.
1: And here's where we meet the curse that is on Impus mm-hmm. because Dora is gray and her face is misshapen. It's like it's melding in on itself and she cannot talk he has a hard time understanding her because she she garbles what she can talk because her mouth is a thin crescent she's just this gray color part of the curse that is on this land
0: i think for charlie that's an interesting thing for him to come across and not be he's not immediately fearful of that he takes everything in He's not taking anybody as a monster or as a, as a danger throughout the whole thing. He takes it little bits at a time. It's so weird, right? The beginning Mm -hmm. part is so like intro to this world is a lot of, there's a lot of nonsensical things that you can't tie together very easily. For me, there's the, she has the shoes, the shoes you can have, you can trade them for, you can have them repaired, but you can take them for
1: like kindness coins or whatever you can trade that like a leather token yeah they could take them to her brother down the road to get a a new pair of shoes until their shoes are repaired and these shoes
0: but they're all like these single shoes and like a clothesline of shoes i don't know it's just very Mm -hmm. just an odd just a quirky thing to put in there but One it of those things that throws you off kilter. It, it totally threw me off kilter trying to get my footing on what are the rules and expectations of this world. And then he would meet some people on this road. They could tell that he was a whole person because he doesn't have any ma- maladies. And they all had varying degrees of deformities or the malady of the gray, just unhealthiness in general
1: and desolate they were just a very desolate people that he met on the road who were trying to get away and he's going towards what they're trying to get away from
0: yeah they're always like like, why are you trying to go in into the city
1: that's where the danger is that you'll most likely be killed (laughs) and the one thing that does have color are the poppies and I was looking at a thread about you know the significance of the poppies and the color and talking about in the language of flowers they're known for consolation for remembrance and for death all these things are what these people are dealing with it's a nice little symbolism there I'm not sure what his yeah. symbolism was but when I you know when I was looking into it I was like oh, okay I could see that. Because they're all of those things are going on. They're trying to remember what life was like before the gray, trying to console themselves because of their situation and their their disformities. Of course, death. There's a lot of death going on.
0: I thought I it totally felt like a wizard of oz moment there
1: to me yes. anyway. That mm-hmm. is one of the one of the fairy tales. When we get into this and you a lot of fairy tales are familiar to you when you're listening to it. that the, the Wizard of Oz he does refer to the Yellow Brick Road like his path going mm-hmm. towards the city. Before he goes into the city he goes
0: along and he gets he gets a wagon to carry radar in. He has his backpack. He has Mr. Bowditch's gun. He has the the special marks that he has to follow so he knows a special path.
1: That was put there by Mr. Bowditch. Mm-hmm. And the people that he meets that help him were royalty that were driven out of the the castle one is the princess and she has lost the ability to speak so her mouth is sealed the uncle who was the a king's woody. brother yeah he's blind mm-hmm. and then claudia and i loved claudia mm-hmm. who couldn't hear so mm-hmm. she mm-hmm. shouted everything but they all well woody and claudia Help him get what he needs to do what he has to do, which is try to get radar there. So, the princess, Princess Leia, he,
0: if you, I did not know it until Charlie said it's Leia, like, I was Wars. thinking Leah.
1: <laughs> and when he said Leia, I went, Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? So, then there's the whole Star Wars thing, and he, so he that in. Right? Out. And she is. A beautiful,
0: he, his heart stops. He kind of immediately falls for her. She has no voice. She talks through a horse.
1: <laughs> that ventriloquism <laughs> that she uses. And that is actually the princess hiding as a goose girl. Yes. I referenced somewhere as a grim fairy tale.
0: Yes. Yes. It is not one that became a Disney very right
1: exactly you <laughs> I kind of saw of that weird. somewhere
0: 29 Tor, bags was it
1: tour.com probably tour
0: that was very interesting the cannot speak cannot see cannot hear curse that mm-hmm. has been put on these royals and they were those were all very important people in the original healthy version of pentos
1: and they they are they're getting by and they all seem to think that they accept that he's there to do these things and they're okay with it, which I thought was interesting because usually they try, you know, they don't want you to go in there, but we find out through the story that in the folklore, there's a prince that's going to come and set things to rights. Since it's so, promised, that's right. They seem to think that this is the fella who's going to do that. And he is just there to help his dog. <laughs>
0: He's just there to save his dog, a boy and his dog. And a boy and his dog is an important um throwback too in in stories, of course. But also I have a particular connection with that of a Harlan Ellison story called A Boy and His Dog. And if you've never read it, you need to watch it. It's awesome. I mean, read it. It's not a I think it actually was a movie. Now that yeah, I did say a that. Movie out of it. Mm-hmm. They did. It was had a Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson played in it when he was young, when he was in Australia, when he was first starting acting. But anyway, I digress, but that's what I thought of because I was constantly looking for connections to other stories in the story.
1: Oh, come on. That's what we do. We're re- I know, we we but read about we digress. When you,
0: I mean, they were throwing them at you. You knew that there was stuff oh, yeah. going on here that you needed to pay attention to and, um, or that you would should connect to if you've had experiences with folklore or fairy tales or other fantasy stuff. It was sort of like little puzzle pieces going on here all over the place.
1: Yeah, so so Charlie goes, and his journey. Yes, he goes to the city and he has to follow Bodich's signs. And he has to be quiet because there is a giant. A very a- irreverent, disgusting giant named Hannah? Hannah? <laughs> oh
0: my gosh she was one of my favorite characters <laughs> well the song that she's singing when he first her meets song her. was hilarious but she is just this crass like almost like um she was just like this very large and disgustingly brash now she was probably ugly and hideous in some way she had boils and <laughs> she was y'all, really, yeah. She was. Y'all, y'all have to read this if you haven't read this part. This is probably one of the the strangest, funniest, gross
1: out, and humorous moments
0: of a story that I've had in a long time. It was all of those things when <laughs> he gets to see her from him.
1: afar, and he understands why he has to be quiet, and he has to follow Bowditch's signals. His he's got his initials carved in places mm-hmm. and print things, so he can go way around to get to the sundial without disturbing anybody
0: yes he figures out as he's going that he's going through the back door
1: yes (laughs) not the straight route and he and on the so he gets radar to the sundial and and i'm thinking well it's almost over then (laughs) this is the whole point of him coming here is to save radar So he gets her on there and we have that Ray Bradbury moment where you, we know what happens when people get on that merry-go-round and it's never good. And he has that moment where he's, how's it starts to go faster and radar starts to get younger and younger. And he doesn't know how he's going to get her off of there because if he steps on it, then he's going to start losing years. So Luckily, Radar, being the wonderful dog that she is, realizes and jumps off. So he catches her. That is good. This is,
0: that's one of those scenes um, where he could have, (laughs) he didn't have an answer for it, did he? (laughs)
1: No, he didn't. He just had to. And luckily, he had Radar or Radar Smart and she's understanding what's going on. So she, she helps. So getting in there and getting
0: the goal for Charlie accomplished was fairly simple easy yes there was not a lot of like danger like we thought we thought that that was going to be the treacherous part of the journey right right
1: and and I'm looking and it's like how much (laughs) of this book is left (laughs) what Uh what is going to happen something's going to happen and I kept thinking it better not be there are better not radar any, nothing better happened to radar because right. i can't read like where the red fern grows i locked myself in the bathroom and sobbed inconsolably <laughs> and same for um old yeller i uh-huh. cannot do those kind of books right i cannot do them and, so, and everybody thinks it's funny so but i'm like i don't oh think my it's God. funny i think it's well. Funny. my kids think i'm because i'm a sap i just i was like nothing better happened to this dog or I will once again ban Stephen King from my house. I just, you know, I was not, <laughs> she lies she, lies, she lies,
0: she lies. She will never ban
1: Stephen King from her I house. I have, I have. I read one, what, of, oh my one of his books, set me off. I was so mad at him. I wouldn't read him for a long time, but well, you're probably right. You're probably right. I'll just, I would just rail on this one book. So you're thinking what, what is going to happen? Because Radar is this happy, young, healthy dog. And then he's got to get back out and follow the the path. Mm-hmm. And that's where the trouble starts because of a rumple stilt skin like character. Peterkin. 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 Thank you. Yes, Peter. Okay. He has a meetup with Peterkin. This isn't, this is actually his second meetup with Peterkin.
0: Right. The first one, he is
1: like picking on the cricket. Yes. And in which we didn't. Well, let's back it up a little bit. So while Charlie's on his adventure, he meets this character named Peterkin, and he's torturing a cricket. And he stops him and threatens him, and Peterkin runs away. Well, Peterkin decides to get back at our Charlie by erasing all of Bodich's initials, so he cannot get out of the city. That's right. He's stuck. Peterkin is is another rumpelstiltskin
0: like character. He is small and more like a spare leprechaun. leprechaun or a dobby an ang- or something like that. you know? he's an and angry he's, drawer. <laughs> he's very angry though and he was and the cricket is not a cricket like we think of. It's a cricket about the size of a small dog. Everything's bigger and Impus, And it's red. And it's red. He's a special cricket, by the way.
1: He is a special cricket. And Charlie saves his life. Yep. He, he can't get out of the city. And here's where the rest of the book comes in. And you realize why the book is still so thick. Because the flight killer, which is the name of the evil leader, ruling impus now yeah. and it's causing all the gray and the havoc and the disease and everything that's terrible with this world he has night soldiers and these night soldiers basically basically i guess they have a skin but it's transparent and you see their skeletons and they yeah. give off this blue electric light and they have what we would call a cattle prod i guess
0: yeah that's what i thought of a cattle prod Yeah. And so electric stick.
1: They're after him because he is a whole person and they find a back exit. The magic words are in the name of the princess
0: Leah of the the Galleon.
1: Leah of the Galleon. The only one that has time to escape is Radar. And he pushes her away. She tries to stay and he pushes her out and he gets captured. Yep. And we have a whole new story starting. Yeah. Yeah. Worried about radar. You don't know what's going to happen to radar. And oh my God, what's going to happen now?
0: He's caught up in this really dysfunctional dystopia world where the flight killer is just ultra bad guy who's only there to serve himself and his you know, desires to be the only one in power. Everybody has to be what, what few people are even healthy enough to do many things, have to serve him and listen to him and bow down to him. And he takes pleasure in seeing these gladiator type tournament style fighting between some whole, whole what a whole people. And they have this whole, tournament thing where they have to have like 32 people and Charlie makes the 32nd and they get mad at him because 31. Right? He's 31. It, and yeah,
1: he he's um there he gets thrown in this dungeon with all these other people and they're all in various states of misery. <laughs> but they're all whole people. And so he comes to find out that flight killer is collecting all the whole people. So he can have them in a tournament to the death. That's his way of cruelly getting rid of the rest of the whole people who have not been touched and don't get touched with the gray. They have royal blood in them. Horrible gladiator tournaments. And they have to train and their training is play time. They're going to go play. So the night soldiers bring them to play. And it just is despairing that this is, I mean, the end result is they're all going to die until there's one winner. And knowing what you know, they're probably going to die a horrible death too. (laughs) But during this
0: mythos of Charlie the hero, the prince that was promised, becomes the big center stage attraction really because he keeps winning against Impossible odds. Way, impossible odds. And then the strangest thing starts happening. His hair turns blonde, his eyes turn blue. Once they see that, they realize that he is part of that that prince that is promised. He's part of the story of how to end the curse.
1: Mm-hmm. Percival. One mm-hmm. the the one who gives them food in the dungeon start slipping him notes Mm -hmm. and they start treating him with deference. Even all the other prisoners, they start to realize. And our little red cricket friend comes back and he is a high and mighty where he comes from and he is there to help as well. And so I love that all these other creatures are sacrificing their time and efforts to help him but he also helps himself charlie yes he can rely on his resources and he thinks about what could happen and the way he gets rid of the night watchers was just phenomenal that was crazy though it was (laughs) it was and it's something they probably had they thought of and not been it's an abject misery but you know when when you're put in those conditions that kind of stuff doesn't always come into play. You know, your mind set changes. But Charlie he sees a way and they start to turn the tide, which I was just yes. Yes. That because was great. They were going through the most brutal, brutal elimination. And they're having to to kill or be killed with the people that they have gotten attached to because they're all in this situation together. And that was the hardest thing. You know, two of them go out, only one comes back. And the the one that comes back may or may not be mortally wounded. Mm -hmm. And just, it it was just terrible.
0: So when they do get free from this, that is not the end of this journey either. No, it's not. (laughs) But wait, there's more. (laughs) That's right. Then they get out and they get back to what they thought is of is safety, but they still have to kill the fight killer. They have to set the world to rights and they have to seal off the well of the world. So there's there's this thing about the two moons at a certain time when they kiss the well can be taken over. Yes. For good or evil, really, I guess, but they can the the gog magog can come out. There's all these crazy things going on but in order to do that he is charlie is not the one who can really solve this problem no they have to go and get leah of the galleon the princess yes. the real princess who is really now the queen her own rights because her parents are not there she has been basically in hiding and, and in denial and in denial I asked, do you blame Eldon or do you blame Leia? Because I feel like she needed to move forward and, and help her city and help her people. And she didn't. And I guess she was stunned. She had the gray. She was, incapacitated and did not see a way forward and i guess that's why charlie had to come in i mean there's a lot of strange things about that about an Mm -hmm. outsider having to come in but Mm -hmm. sometimes i can say that you can't always see the forest for the trees and perhaps you need somebody else
1: to be your guide i think by leah doing this and really where she drug her feet it caused so much harm but it helped Charlie come to terms with some of the harm he had caused when he was younger yes they had a moment where she realized
0: this was her undoing her tragedy as well and he talks to her about his uh, his misdoings and his things that he was very ashamed of and in that sense like the purpose of a fairy tale is to let us know there are ways to make right in the world, all things. Mm -hmm. That is one of the points where this comes together and she realizes she has to go confront Elden, the flight killer, her brother. We do see it on that journey as they, they have to go in and we, and we see Impas again through her eyes from the castle, we see all the gold. There's a mm-hmm. lot of gold. I'm still not sure where how that gold got there. Obviously, it wasn't spun out of straw, but I don't know. How, I felt like it was like a dra- dragon's hoard. Like I thought smog was going to come out of there. <laughs> right? I can see smog. <laughs> it was just this dragon's hoard of gold. When Leia had to go through, she starts remembering all the things cuz her memory was gone too for a lot of the things of the like where the books were, where they would play. She had to relive, she had to see the throne room, you know, in such a wretched, decayed state. It was just disgusting. It was defiled, it was defiled on purpose. All of this decay, all of this death, all of this came from Eldon's hatred and anger and And anger. And he was over, he kept digging deeper and deeper into the mysteries, and he was overtaken by some other darker, something darker and sinister that was in the well.
1: Yes. And, and the power that he was seeking, mm-hmm. he was drawn to this, the Gog in the well or the power in the well. And that took advantage of him not being able to realize that he was going, they were going to use him to do their evil, turn him into something unrecognizable. Empus is on its way back. They've gotten rid of the flight killer and his night watchers. Charlie is healing. He's also very torn because he loves Leia. He does. He he could see himself with Leia. But he also notices that his hair has gone back to brown. His eyes are going back to brown. And that special princely part of him is slowly disappearing because he's, he's done his part. He had the magic for the time that he needed it. He
0: was that role. Leia tells him as much as she cares about him. She basically said, I'm too
1: old for you. (laughs) She also told him that he would always be a reminder Mm -hmm. that she did not do what she should have done earlier on and had saved her kingdom. That would be a constant reminder. And that's kind of on top of all that. He also has in the back of his mind that he needs to do something about the pathway to this world, that Empus cannot be up in his world, and his world certainly cannot come down to Empus. And that's a big responsibility on his part, but he sees and understands the importance of the two not being. And are mingling.
0: I wonder, I know that that's an important part that he has to protect Empus, and he has to protect this world. But part of me, through the whole well of the worlds and all of the references to pieces of folklore and other fantasy literature and imagination, I just felt like, is this the the place from which these ideas escape into our world that lends to our stories? Ooh. do we are we are we supposed to think that Ray Bradbury went down there and saw that and created his own story or, Perhaps these stories came out, and over time continued to seed these stories, these oral traditions of people maybe going in there. And would there be another place to get into Empus? Probably in Germany, where all these grim fairy tales started.
1: <laughs> I think that is a delicious thought to chew on. Most, often. I really do. He so, so he does. I he, got he, he worried. Makes a, he makes a decision to go back. Four months later, when he comes back into his world, mm-hmm. and Charlie is a very different person from the one who went down there, and the first thing he does is, well, he he goes to see his father, and he sees a wanted, wanted po- a missing poster. Yeah, not a wanted poster, a missing poster. Missing. Yeah, a poster. <laughs> a missing poster. Missing. It would have been an emphasis; would have been wanted, <laughs> wanted poster. <laughs> so he's missing, and he he comes home. He tells his dad everything. His dad is not quite sure what to believe, but I love what he does. They concoct this story. He's an insurance adjuster. Mm -hmm. He knows the lies. He knows the ways (laughs) around things. And he comes up with a plausible story to explain why Charlie was gone and what happened. He did. And I love that was perfect. And, And I really kudos to his dad for not just hauling him off to the loony bin or for getting mad at him and and it helps that he takes him there to show him what he's he talking about and he has that suspended disbelief he gets it he gets it well i
0: i think the fact that his dad has always shown tremendous faith in in charlie he is not the parent who tells the kid He's, he's full of crap and making up something. He's for all I know you were off, you know, partying yeah. your life away and doing all kinds of terrible things. He would have never thought that of Charlie. There was not one time that whatever Charlie said he was doing, Charlie one is as, as very honest and forthright to that relationship was so much respect between the two father but and it, son. It was a very healthy relationship.
1: Yes. And it, it did help that radar who was having trouble, standing up because her hips were going and she was white and aging is now a very different dog. She's kind of a young pup, not a pup puppy, but like maybe like a two-year-old yeah. dog playing right. around. <laughs> right. And th- those are the things that kind of clicked together for him. So what did you think about the ending and how he ended it? Well, okay. Yeah. About the well. They have to protect that space. And
0: I'm glad that removed his own temptations as well. Mm-hmm. But they did, you know, he did have enough to take care of himself for a while. So he went, made sure he had enough to take care of the house. He
1: <laughs> was very smart that, about that.
0: He carried that door knocker thing. I don't know. I think it was all good. I mean, it was your happy. It was a happy ending. We don't really know how things worked out in Impus, but we know that it was on its way to its better glory days. Charlie had his ideas of what he was he was going to stay there and be the century. Right. And, and take he, care of the house and raise his children there and share all the fairy tales he can with him,
1: I guess. I love it. And I love when he tells the story, when he get when we get to the end, he's the adult years after it had happened. And mm-hmm. he's going back and, and telling you this. It's really neat to see how he ended up. It was a good, happy
0: ending. Yeah. It wasn't the, it was, the prince didn't get the princess and they, they lived happily ever after. But the prince... Gets a happy ending and the princess gets a happy ending. They're just not madly in love with each other and the right. happily ever after that kind of thing. It's a different type of happy ending. It, I thought it worked. It was definitely more satisfying than if he married the princess and stayed in Impus. I mean, that would have seemed odd, right? It would have because he really...
1: He wasn't of that he, world. Yeah. And he, and it wasn't like ever... Is it ever world? Ever where? And in, in never... So in, in Neverwhere... When he went to one world, he was no longer part of the other world, and he knew that he was not going to be shut. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't going to be the same in either place, but he belonged in his world, Mm -hmm. and he made that distinction and decided to stay out and to protect the other world, not from nefarious people who would take advantage. We always ask children this, our students. What do you think the theme of fairy tales oh was?
0: Um I I would say my takeaways is that good deeds, good life, these things will help you. The hero's journey is mm-hmm. a great place to start your journey, you know? I like that in a story. I'm not going to extrapolate that to me in my life really, but I have in my lifetime seen how following the hero's journeys path, understanding the stories, understanding how kindness matters in the long run. I think that's what a lot of fairy tales are about.
1: I, I was reading one of the, you know, one of the discussion guides about it and they talked about love. Charlie does have a reservoir of love. For all the things he went through for radar for his dad for the people of impus and courage I would say courage because he faced so many things that most people don't come back from instead of dwelling on how bad the situation was okay well this is the situation here's what I need to do when you're facing those challenges and
0: you don't know instead of letting it overtake you and you stopping and not moving forward. You may not know what the next step is. You just take it. That's hard. of what Carly brings to this story to take that step into the unknown and try your courage. That's just the way to move on through the troubling times that you find yourself in.
1: When I finished it, I closed the book and I just wanted to be quiet for a little while. I told Paula I said, that was amazing. I just went on this epic journey. I'm still just in it. <laughs> is one you didn't want to end. It's like, oh, it's over. I can't go back and hang out with Charlie anymore. Or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm not uh, Dora. I'm going to ask for, I want yellow Converse for my birthday. <laughs> that would be great. I love You'd, that. would be bopping around the kitchen, making stews and stuff, not shoes, but other things. And in my <laughs> yellow Converse and, and just channeling Dora. I thought she was just the sweetest care. The joy that she had to see Radar. And for Charlie... For somebody she didn't know, because he was attached to Radar and Bowditch. It was kind of like, if Radar loves you, then I love you. There were a lot of great characters in here. I just loved them. There were a lot of fun
0: characters in here.
1: Don't strain your pooper. We could talk about this (laughs) all day long. I really love his writing. And this was, this was Tops. And I'm still talking about it. We could talk about this all night. But I've got, there's so pops. many things that we can still go back and talk about, <laughs> Yes, but I've got to pop some focaccia in the oven. You probably have, you you need to go get this book is what you need to do. And you they need do. to enjoy this story, pick up it, Ray, or you could go listen to our something wicked this way comes podcast episode where we talked about Ray Bradbury's book. Yes. We have, there's that's like our second or third one. Yeah. Yes. You got that's, options. You got options. <laughs>
0: well this book is definitely one for for the ages you'll you'll be delving into it for a long time once you read it and wanting to know more about some of the characters and the the fairy tales that has inspired them it was fun
1: we will be back next week same tea time same tea channel and if you want to find out what we're up to you can follow us on instagram at the perfect blend underscore sc our Facebook page, The Perfect Blend, or, or
0: <laughs> our webpage, the-hyphen-perfect-hyphen-blend
1: dot com. Yes, and all the usual podcast sites. Until next time, read, read, and, and sip on. on.